content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan, and we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. Behavior really does matter. So do random thoughts. And random thoughts do. And I had kind of this random thought that made me just stop and think. And I think that's where some of our best ideas come from. Sometimes this is not maybe the best idea in the world, but it's something that I started thinking about um, when I was a kid and perhaps when you were a kid, you're younger than me, but certainly when I was a kid, we only got to watch cartoons on Saturday morning. True. It wasn't this free-for-all, grab-at-any-time-you-want kind of life we live now, which I love because I wouldn't mind re-watching Breaking Bad. Wouldn't mind that at all. I've already watched it once, and it's as easy as pulling it up again if I want to. But yes. anyway, back in the day. So we would get up on Saturday morning to make sure we got up in time to see our favorite cartoons, get our cereal there in front of the TV, and watch cartoons. We were on a fixed interval. We knew it was only going to happen every Saturday morning. And if you had to go do something on Saturday morning, you were going to miss cartoons. That was just the way it was. Yes. But now kids have free access to cartoons anytime they want. Even if the one you want is not on TV, you can probably go to YouTube and find it. Oh, for sure. I mean, Cartoon Central or Cartoon Network or Whatever was it? Yeah. Always, always. In families, and in, in our children who even have very unusual things that they like to watch, maybe car washes. I don't know how many times I've seen several kids. How about you? Yeah, love to watch car wash videos. I'm thinking, who made the car wash videos? I don't know. Well, but a lot of our kids okay. like them. The I do also like that. For instance, we have a water filter system and the filters have to be replaced and sometimes two have to be replaced and sometimes all three have to be replaced. And it's so nice to be able to pull up a video to show me how to do it. I I am appreciative of this steady stream of information. Yes. One of the things that I was thinking about watching cartoons is with that fixed ratio, I'm I'm sorry, fixed interval, yes, versus free availability, you would think that kids would watch cartoons less. Like when I was working in, I remember the first time someone suggested when I was working with preschoolers that you should just leave the snacks out, that children should be able to eat whenever they want it. I remember saying they will do nothing but eat. (laughs) They will be at the snack table whooping the food down. And they said, no, no, they won't. Just, Just leave it out. And I worked at a school where the principal really took that to heart and said, if you're hungry, you should be able to eat. And the school wide, kids were allowed to bring snacks Kids were allowed to go get their snacks out of their backpack anytime they want. And truthfully, in the beginning, it was a smorgasbord all day long. Kids were eating all day long. But once they realized that they could have the snacks anytime they wanted them, they stopped. They only got snacks when they were truly hungry. And it was kind of cool to watch. But I haven't seen that with cartoons or or actually screen screen time. You see this continual yeah, it's like we were talking about, you know, if I had free access to chocolate in the beginning, I would totally eat it all, 
you know, and go get more. But yeah. at some point, I would get satiated. Like at some point, I would just make myself sick to my stomach. So it sounds like with screen time, I guess kind of the question is, is there a satiation point with screen time? And I tend to think that maybe there's not because, you know, I think about movies or documentaries or situations from the past where there were people who would literally forget, not forget, didn't shower, didn't care how their body felt, didn't brush their teeth, only ate when they were really, really hungry, but they would never walk away from the screen. And if they did take a shower, there had to be noise in the background. And so it's a really interesting thing to think about. Like, is there no satiation for screen time? Yeah, similar to, I think we've both looked at a study once where they gave the mice cocaine, you know, and they, the mouse chose to push the button for the cocaine or or the part of the brain that cocaine was stimulated. I think that might have been how the study worked. But anyway, that over everything else, over sleep, over food, a- until they died. And I'm not saying that screen time is cocaine by any stretch of the imagination, because they're probably not, none of us are going to die from screen time, right. probably, unless you have a seizure disorder that it continually bothers. But it's something to think about because like you said, chocolate, eventually you're going to get full or eventually you're kind of going to get sick of it on your stomach. I mean, that's one, there's a diet plan where what, you know, what is it that you're craving? Pizza? Well, then you're eating nothing but pizza. You can have all the pizza you want, but that's all you get to have. And then you get sick of pizza. And right. and so you're going to leave pizza alone. But, but there's not that with screen time. You don't get sick of it. Yeah, you know, I had to kind of sort of put TikTok aside for a while because I was watching it at night to kind of decompress. And then I would find that it was way past the time that I should have already been asleep. And I would know, well, you're going to be pretty sleepy tomorrow, but too bad you did that. So I have set it up for a while. So I think that all of us have within us this, there's not, again, there's not that satiation factor to it. You're not going to get sick of it, especially something that you have a level of control over like TikTok. To me, TikTok is sort of like your own little talk show that you get to curate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and so you have complete control over it. And and video games are the same, kind of that way, as well as any video that you're watching. If you don't like it, you click off of it and go to something else. Um, there's always something else. There's always something else. It's always available. And so I guess I worry a little bit about is that do we should we be thinking about that for all of us not just kids who are supposed to be in school learning but all of us should we be thinking about parameters around our screen time yes <laughs> you're saying yes yes i mean i feel like there's so many studies out there that tell us that it changes our eyes you know it changes parts of the brain and and you know i don't know it, it just seems like if you don't have limits then that child is going to choose it every time. I mean, I've never in all these years met a child who has autism or who doesn't have autism, who isn't motivated to watch screens. Like I remember 
when my great niece was really little and the, her parents and I were having dinner or conversation or something. And the easy answer was here, look at mommy's laptop, you know, just to get them distracted from what we were doing. And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I feel like that seems to be a really good babysitter. Have you ever met a child who doesn't like screen time? Um, Very few children who don't at least enjoy something on the screen, you know, and, and I, I mean, it's a tool. It's a tool that we use. And honestly, if I was on a five-hour flight with a five-year-old, I can guarantee there would be some screen time. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. their sanity and for mine. And honestly, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving in the car. In fact, I don't listen to them just around the house because I want to make sure I've saved the good stuff for the car. Yeah. So I get the idea of wanting to keep your brain busy on... Yes entertaining things. And I think that's where a part of what it comes from. But okay, so other things, I think about kids who love to play basketball. At some point, they're going to tire and stop playing basketball. Or a kid who loves to play the piano or an instrument, they're not going to play those instruments 24-7, where there does not seem to be a satiation factor. In fact, we've got kids, you and I both have worked with kids who got their days and nights mixed up Oh yeah, as a video games. You know, the adults have gone to sleep. Our guy gets the screen out and stays up playing the games they want to play. The next morning they go to school and they go to sleep. Oh, oh God, just last week I was in school and the kid, the young, he was like sixth grade. He literally, and I'm not kidding you, he literally could not keep his eyes open. He would just slump down onto the floor, yeah. which required a lot of like two adults to help him, or he would slump down on the table. And then I got an email today from a teacher that I used to, who I used to work with asking about ideas for a kid whose days and nights are mixed up. And mom oh, gets in school. Yeah, she gets in school. God love him and her, but he can't keep his eyes open. And so, Well, I'll tell you what I did back in the day, because I have had a couple kids who were uh, had their days and nights mixed up, not because of screen time, but mostly because of their autism. You know, they'd wake up and get themselves busy doing something in their room. And then, you know, I would say to everyone in the classroom, that one is not sleeping today. <laughs> if we have to walk the halls all day long because we are losing instructional time every time he comes to school and goes to sleep. I'm not saying kids who are on medication or have a medical condition shouldn't be allowed to take a nap. You know, but set your timer and wake them again, especially if the issue is they have their days and nights mixed up. We can fix that. And it doesn't yeah. take very long yeah. to fix that piece if that's what it is. Keep them awake and then they're going to sleep that night and now you are headed in the right direction. But, um, you know, I'm not saying, again, we're not saying that the use of technology should go away. I love it. I go into classrooms all the time, and the classroom is driven by technology, oh, yeah. right? The teacher has her schedule up on the smart board. She flips through her Google Slides or her PowerPoint that yeah. has links to all the things that she needs to do. It directs the kids what's going to happen next. I think that is fantastic. Technology oh, is an amazing thing. But... <laughs> When it is getting in the way of life, when it is getting in the way of your sleep, of your eating, of taking care of yourself, 
that's when it becomes a clinical issue, something we should really be then trying to. Yeah, to- teachers, you know, these days, kids still go to the cafeteria for lunch. They still have recess. They still go to music, art, and PE. You know, they're not carrying a device with them all the time. And I, I think it's something that today's day and age we need to think about because it is such a, it is really one of the only things I can think of that doesn't have a satiation point. Yeah. As far as reinforcers go that we have access to. Yeah. I mean, perhaps a child who is a really good artist might draw all day long if you let them. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Yeah. But how does that end? You know, like at, at what point does that, is there a satiation point to screen time? I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer to that because I haven't seen a kid say I've had enough and walk yeah. away. Now, maybe, maybe some of those more hyperactive kids can't sit still that sure, long, sure. but you also see ADHD kids who are fixated on the screen. Yeah. And so they're still, when they're on the screen, and as soon as the screen is off, their body has to move a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I've had parents say, that's the only way I can get them to stop climbing, you know, or stop running around the house. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, yes, if we're talking about dangerous behaviors, I prefer to figure out what to do beyond the screen first before I worry about a child, you know, getting out of the house or getting out of the school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being, being on the screen is preferable to running out of the building. (laughs) Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. But that gives us some time to try to figure out what else are, what else is reinforcing to this student. And you and I both know plenty of families where there are rules about technology. Oh yeah. Like you, you, when you get in from school, you have to get your homework done before you can have technology. Um, You have to get your chores done before you have any more technology before you go to bed and lights are out at whatever time. And in fact, some families, the devices have to be in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, I was going to say no devices during mealtime or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we have a good question for today. Okay. Conversation being (laughs) a little random, but I do think it's something that's important to think about. So during our conversation about screen time and the lack of satiation for many learners, what would that look like in terms of schedule of reinforcement? Would that be a fixed interval? B, continuous reinforcement, C, fixed ratio, D, a variable interval, E, all of the above? Well, that's a really, really interesting question because I do think that we have some kids who are on continuous reinforcement. They get to have have screen time non-contingently, yeah. Yeah, non-contingent all the time. They have it, have it, have it, and they never get tired of it. So that one is definitely true. And we just talked about that there are some parents who have fixed intervals. So you can have it after you do your homework, after you do your chores. These intervals or these things have to happen first. Or perhaps you can only have it from 3.30 to 4 and then again from 7 to 7.30. That would be a fixed interval. Or we didn't talk about, but I definitely have seen plenty of people do this the I need you to get your work done and I am going to track for every three problems you do. That's a minute of screen time or, or time on the computer. Um, and so 
by the time you get that whole page done, you might get 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah, so that would, yeah. if you do 10 problems, yeah. If you do, for every three problems, you get a minute. So you'd have to do 30 problems and then you would get 10 minutes, yeah. So we would call that a fixed ratio, correct? Yes, because it's based on the number of yeah. problems that you complete <laughs> equals a minute. So, And what was our variable piece? Variable schedule. So it would be more like... Oh. You know, when you, whatever time you finish your homework, you can have that time till six o'clock for dinner. I mean, so let's say you finish your homework at 5.35, you can have 25 minutes of screen time till six o'clock. And then when you finish your bedtime activities, you can have, whenever time you finish, let's say you finish at 8.15, you can have screen time till nine or 8.30. So okay. the interval would vary kind of depending on how much you get done. Yeah. yeah. And and you could, if you put the element of surprise in there, you'd probably get more of the positive behaviors you're looking for where, you know, as a, the parent's going to check randomly where you are with your work and decide whether you get an interval of screen time. That would be really variable and probably very powerful yes. to, to increase those behaviors you're looking to increase. I don't know. I guess one of the things we're trying to say is let technology be the tool that it's supposed to be and use it as a reinforcer right. for the things that you want to see happen, just like we have to do for ourselves. You know, you don't get to play the games on the computer until you finish the paperwork that you have to get done. <laughs> correct. correct correct and it could be it could be all of the above there there are there some children who get a continuous schedule of free access to yeah. screen time yes i think it is all of the above so it is depending all. on the family and the child honestly the family and the child because just as we said there are some children who engage in dangerous behaviors and for now People have decided a continuous reinforcement schedule of time on the screen is important. Okay, so E, all of the above, are possible schedules of reinforcement based on what we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> we just watch your screen time peaks and use technology as a tool for, for the little learners that you're trying to help become big learners and adults. That's right. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk with you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.